0: What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 41 of NBA Unwrapped. This is Perry Aston, joined by Christian McGowan and a special guest, my buddy Max. What's happening? What's going on man? How you doing? He's been a guest on our show before. Glad to bring him back on. He actually just moved to the place with me here in LA. Came back from the East Coast. Used to work for the Warriors. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Before we do, want to remind you guys, you can listen to our podcast on podcast.com or the Apple Podcast app. You can also find us on the Pulse Podcast Network. News for them too, they just dropped an app, the Pulse Podcast Network app. So go check that out on the Apple iTunes store. I think it's the first actual podcast network app out there. It's pretty cool. Check it out. And they're recruiting all podcasts for wrestling, pop culture, true crime, individual sports teams. So the whole network is getting a lot bigger. It's pretty cool. And for news on On our end, we have our website that actually officially dropped Today. So Yay. it's finally up, UnwrappedSports.com We do have three articles on our blog site one from Christian here, one from our buddy Mike, who has been a guest, Mike Schneed, and we also have one up from Corbin as well. So you got to go check that out. One from Mike is actually about James Harden, so that's going to segue us nicely into our first topic. Check out our Twitter at NBA Unwrap. Check me out at Perry Aston. Check Christian out at McGowan75 and Max out at Party Max. Party is with an eye. Let's get into some James Harden talk. Mike said he doesn't think that James Harden is the MVP. It's his hot take. That's his article that he sent me. Spoiler alert if you haven't went and checked it out yet. But the last two games, he's definitely making his case. 58 points and 57 points. 115 points total in the last two games. There's only two players in NBA history that have put up more points in a two-game span. And that was 118 points for both of these players. And that would be Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. He's in good company. He's putting up lights out scoring and right now the one thing that stood out to me when I heard about this stat was not one of the points was assisted on. Crazy. I know Max I brought it up to you earlier. Look who's playing right now for the Houston Rockets. Capella's out. CP3's out. So for him he has to take over the game and he's shooting I feel like 25-30 free throws a game.
1: But you gotta look at where they were last year and where they are this year.
0: Right. We know
1: Harden's good. He was the MVP last year but what's really changed aside from him doing what he did the year before which was pretty much K the team. I don't really see any difference there. Where you take a, a guy like Giannis, who's on the Bucks, and they pretty much have the exact same teams. Plus a few pieces. You see, they're making the jump from what it's like six into like first place. So it really all depends on where each team lands in the final standings.
0: Yeah, I mean you have it right. The Bucks are in first place, so it is impressive. Giannis is having a crazy year, and it's a testament to their new coaching staff too. A lot of developments there in Milwaukee that have changed, so the culture a little bit different there. And the Bucks are impressive. The last time we really talked about the standings, it was the Raptors that were number one, and they're still there in number yeah, two. But they're up there. Yeah, half, up there. A game, half a game, half a game behind. So they're right there too. And you have the Pacers seven. 76ers, Celtics, Heat, Nets and the Hornets, uh, right on the outside would be the Pistons and the Magic and the Wizards all tied right around there. The East isn't looking too strong right now outside of the top five. It's 500 teams or below, past that. For the West, on the other hand, it's extremely competitive throughout. Reminds me, of course, a lot like last season. Oh, wait. Right. So it's the Warriors, number one, 31 and 14. They've taken back that number one spot. The Nuggets, who are now number two, a game behind at 29 and 14. The Thunder there, 26 and 17. The crazy thing is we're going to get into it later with the Lakers. They're the number nine seed right now at 24 and 21. The craziest thing is that they're only three games back from the number three seed, Thunder. Between the three seed and nine seed, it's separated by three games right now. Just showing how tight it is there. And just like last season where you went through a three-game skit at the end of the year and it changed you from the nine seed to the three seed or the three seed to the six seed. It's just so up there. So seedings is just going to be another crazy race in the West. But the East, it seems like it's kind of shaping out how we all thought up at the top with the Raptors, Bucks, Pacers, 76ers, Celtics, the same teams that have been good. <laughs> we were going to move on to our next topic, which is going to be the return of Boogie Cousins to the Warriors. And Max, I want to just tell our listeners just a little bit about your time with the Warriors. The
1: analytics department is sort of like an analytics coordinator tracking their basic player movements with the SportView program, which is now has been transferred over to Second Spectrum, which figures out what the players like to do, what they don't like to do with and without the ball, how fast they've been running, how long they've been running, the distance they've been running, and stuff like that. But if there's anything I learned about the Warriors, it's they know how to play basketball the right way. 1-15 through they will take a bullet for 1-15. through That's what's surprising, like the closeness of the roster. And all I really gotta say is with Boogie Cousins coming back, it doesn't matter what kind of injury he has. He's the best center in the league adding him on to pretty much the best team in the league it's basically the west is the warriors 50 feet of crap and then everybody else
2: (laughs) no i say that all the time i think the warriors are head and shoulders above every team in the league even when they don't try they're still 10 points better than any team they face when they lose it's just statistics when they have an off night and shots don't fall but you're not going to beat them in a seven game series it's impossible even without boogie cousins it was impossible last year I think I we're going to Toronto doing
1: it. I don't know why. Just could you see, see them. them. If I'm being honest, I remember Game One of the Western Conference Finals in 2017 when mm-hmm. Kawhi first got injured. I remember it just working all year, and every game you sort of knew when the Warriors were about to turn it on. That game, my heart was racing. I had no idea if we were actually going to win that series. We had steamrolled through Portland, steamrolled through Utah, four and four. This was just the first game. The one team that had our number scared the ever living crap out of me. So I'm not going to discount Kawhi Leonard and what he can do with that roster. So you think him, I'm not going to say alone, but his presence... His presence alone makes the Warriors a little bit worried. Plus,
0: they match up well. The thing is that his road to the Warriors will be easier than a lot anybody easier. else. A lot easier. So he has a chance to get to them, and then you have to get lucky with the best of seven series compared exactly. to going through the likes of the yeah. Lakers and other top teams like the Thunder and I mean, if even they're the, the Nuggets. And the Plus, West. if they're the best team in the entire league, they have home court advantage. I want to talk about DeMarcus Cousins where we started. You just said Maxie's the best center in League when he's healthy, there was no doubt. And now with Joel Embiid playing the way he is, and Nikolai Jokic playing the way he is, and now with DeMarcus Cousins coming off an Achilles, gonna have to see how he plays. But the fact that you're adding a fifty percent DeMarcus Cousins for God's sake, with
2: no pressure, a fifty percent,
0: it's such an upgrade to anything that they've had at the center position. And if he comes back and is just able to be more of a stretch five, maybe he's not banging in his hard down low right away when he's getting you know back into the game. His presence and the fact that they still have to account for DeMarcus Cousins. Had such. A lethal factor to this Warriors team that doesn't even need it, but is going to now add an it's, extra layer. It's going to be what Orlando did with Shaq. They're going to play four out, one in with Boogie. They really don't have to do
1: anything. He's that dominant. Fun fact, he was the first center, I believe, in 16 years
0: to score above 50 points when he dropped 55 and had like 18 rebounds.
1: 2016?
0: I mean, that's impressive. By the time they get to the playoffs, he's already going to have some time to get with it and mm-hmm. get with the team. and it's just fine. If he gets some chemistry and gets his bearings back, it's going to be... Absolutely Absolutely scary, and we've said it on numerous podcasts, me and Christian here, and of course Corbin, who wasn't able to join us today. We said it all the time. The Warriors are the best team. They're going to repeat again right now. There's no one that's going to take them out. And then we could talk next year. We'll see what happens with free agency and everything that happens with the draft. But it's the Warriors' year again, and I think we can agree on that no matter how great Harden is playing. a and- championship to lose. Exactly. exactly, and that's what we said. It'd have to take a serious injury or a serious suspension, something like Draymond a few years back, something like that to derail the Warriors warriors and what they're able to do right now with boogie cousins coming back
2: to add to your point i really think the team that's going to beat them is going to be the raptors i really don't see a team out west especially the you rockets said that now. could
0: beat them or that will beat them that could that be could. i
2: don't think there is a team yet that we can say will beat the warriors and i'm starting to buy onto this Kawhi is in their head theory that would be the team to beat them it's not gonna be a team from the west
0: right no i like where both your heads are at if we can talk about them dethroning the warriors it makes basketball a little bit more exciting We're going to move on to next. The NBA referees, they have an official Twitter account. (laughs) At official NBA refs. Probably one of the head referees that's chilling in New York offices or something like that. That's not actually on the floor. Head
1: referees retiring this year. Duke's retiring.
0: Yeah, I was talking maybe someone that's in the offices, not actually on the courts anymore. Maybe somewhere up there. I'm sure they have a committee for referees or something like that. But someone's actually on Twitter. I've seen it for the last few weeks. And they'll actually quote it and talk about the tweet itself talk about the play and break it all down what the call was or even defend the referees if people are taking shots at them it's actually kind of funny and now they're going to be able to interact with fans and discuss calls in real time over twitter during select high profile games for the rest of the season starting next week so they're going to be able to pick which games that they go in and do a complete live feed and discuss with fans live feed what's going on in the games i think it's cool i mean it's 2019 christian what do you think about the refs taking action on twitter
2: i see see the perfect opportunity for dumb people to just get it on twitter i love when teams tweet back at people and they have like funny responses to what they say i just can't wait for someone to really try to come at the nba
0: refs and the twitter page just to run them through the reams yeah and i think this is hilarious i'm on twitter all the time you guys know what i run the page let's find a way to troll the NBA refs account. I think this would be kind of funny. If NBA Twitter is as good as it seems, oh, it will be. I think we can all find a way to come together, put all of our differences aside, no matter what team you root for, or who you stand, quote unquote, you can all take shots at the refs together. Max, what do you think about the refs coming to Twitter?
1: It's kind of pointless. Who it's, really cares? I mean, it's I mean, It's just,
0: it's a way to make fun of the refs. That's really it. I think we can find some great ways to do this online, guys another announcement the NBA made actually today they're going to be televising the all-star game draft on February 7th
2: now this one does not matter it does not matter this is just for ratings I'll this, clump, is, this, this rating. is disrespectful I clump all-star games in together and I just don't care well I'm going to
0: ask you guys a question off this do you like the new setup with the I draft think where you have two guys no that are leading so. vote getters and they pick their teams do you guys like that compared I like, to I like
1: the idea you're voted in as a starter. You're voted in. The fans should have 25% of the say. The writers should have 25% of the say. Players should have 50% of the say. And that's just only for the draft pool. There shouldn't be a starter. And then the reserves. Because reserves are picked by the coaches. Yeah. you got to give it to them. So I pool. think it's
0: too much pool with the fans. I'm seeing there's DeMarcus Cousins I mean, so, right I now. remember two years ago, Zaza yeah, Pachulia was almost so a starting stupid. center. It's and so stupid.
2: Even yeah. when Kobe was voted in, didn't he tell the fans, he's like, I don't
1: deserve this. When Michael went for his last year, he was voted in as a starter. Okay. And he was horrible as like He was injured the majority of his last year. No yeah. Iverson because of the fans. He was voted in, and then David Lee took position back in 2010.
0: Yeah, I think it's just funny now how it's all changed. Now it's a draft of the players. It's all televised. So I mean, but they're just really the trying pool, to pull yeah, ratings. The pool. They're just trying to kind of copy with the NFL. Both of them are trying to change their All Star formats over the last. Nobody five cares years. anymore. No one. They're just trying to spark it up. In, there in all
1: honesty, they need to do it like the MLB used to do it, where it was just the winner of the All Star game got home field advantage in the World Series. They don't Don't do it anymore, and I think that's kind of stupid, but at least it made it worth watching and paying attention
0: to. At least now they are trying to make changes to the All-Star game weekends over the last few years, because it kind of got really stupid for a while, and now even if you don't like the new formats, at least they're trying out new formats. In
1: terms of All-Stars, they need to rework the entire All-Star game. They need four different teams to just do like a round robin for the entire weekend. Elaborate cool. more on it.
0: Elaborate more I on
1: mean, it. You, you think about it, if you make an all-star team, that's sort of a bump in your pay grade. Mm, it should be, yeah. You could have as much hardware as you want, but if you're not an all-star, you're not getting that bump in pay raise. Right. Guys like Monta Ellis, like Evan Fournier, guys who can score are like borderline all-stars, but won't get in. Gary, Williams
0: last year got yeah. snubbed. He was yeah. right there.
1: Yeah, but it just it allows them to sort of separate the mid-level players from the upper tier players. If You get such a bump in pay raise, at you know what you're paying for because at the end of the day the NBA is an entertainment entity they're trying to draw fans right. it's easier to sell to fans when you have an all-star on the team if there's more ways to become an all-star that's a good thing
0: Speaking of changing formats here, I want you guys to go check it on the website. Now that we're saying the launch with Christian's article, it's going to be a format in college football. Oh, yeah. Go check that out. I already read it. It's insane. So you guys need to check it out. It's such a great first article for Christian.
2: But in terms of all-star games, let's just group them all together with professional sports. Every single one of them needs a change in some former fashion. NFL, MLB. Also, I did enjoy the Home Run Derby this year.
0: We're gonna move on to our next topic well, Ennis Cantor I'm actually gonna bring up Two things with Ennis Cantor We're that. gonna bring up The first thing Once a week He has a cheat day Because he's on a strict diet Posted online Eats more food Than I've seen anybody And if Corbin was here He'd be looking at me Trying to think That he'd be in consideration Because Corbin eats A weird little Disgusting Weird amount I'm talking This dude had Four different burgers with three eggs on top, and then another three separate triple burgers yeah. with like nine fries, and generally ate it all. Post before and after pictures. Watch. He does this like every week for his cheat day. Funny thing was, there was reports the next day after him posting, of course, those videos mispractice. Yeah, the butthole is probably wide open. Yeah, no, it's straight itchy butthole, everything that he had. It's <laughs> moving on to the note that we were going to touch on right now. is actually crazy. Ennis Cantor, he's Turkish. So with Turkish prosecutors are seeking an international arrest warrant for Ennis Cantor, accusing him of membership in a terror organization. I did a little bit more research. Of course, Ennis Cantor has been vocal about the leader of his country and how he doesn't like him. Of course, and is very negative about him vocally and didn't even go to their game that was held in London when they played the Wizards because he was fearful for his life, that if he left the country and went to London, there could be an assassination attempt on his life. It's actually insane. We're here in America, and it's not like that, of course. No matter how crazy Donald Trump is, and we could talk about his fast food delivery thing that he did for the Clemson Tigers if you guys want to. I'm so hungry. It it was, to stop talking it was about so stupid, right but it's not like that. We're not for, for our life. We can speak up all we want. We have Twitter, for God's sake, but no one's trying to come assassinate us because we talk out against Donald Trump. He's just going to do what he wants. Here, they genuinely think that Enes Kanter is part of a terrorist organization here in the U.S. It sounds pretty bad, but he's been vocal on Twitter. He said the Turkish government cannot present any single piece of evidence of my wrongdoing i don't even have a parking ticket in the u.s true i have always been a law-abiding citizen he posted a video of him dunking and said the only thing i terrorize (laughs) is is the rim so i think that's hilarious just so
2: outlandish you almost wonder like if there is some truth maybe it's true like i don't think it is but as a terrorist
0: it has nothing to
1: do with that because of his support for muhammad guyen Edrigan, who's the leader of Turkey. He used to be his best buddy, and then he went into a self-exile in the Poconos. Cantor always tweeted his support for Guillen. Then his family disowned him. Turkey canceled his passport. Cantor? Yeah. Basically, Edrigan's after him. That's Crazy. pretty much
0: it. Crazy. Obviously making these accusations to him, and he's been vocal that none of these are true, yeah. and, I mean, he's making millions of dollars on the next thing. They're not going to get an extradition. He's got some no. protection, I yeah, would say, good. with him he's being good. Good. a he money you know, so. millionaire here. Yeah. Moving on to our next topic, Chicago Bulls head coach Jim Boylan. He was the associate head coach for a few years. Took over as interim head coach for Fred Hoiberg when they let go of him. He's agreed to a new deal with the franchise, increasing the salary on the remaining two seasons of his contract, 2019 and 2020. I don't really like this at all. I don't believe in the Bulls able to do this in-house. They need a guy that's going to come in, needs a guy that's going to be experienced, change the culture. He's respected, guy like Mark Jackson, something like that where they can bring in a guy to actually come in and make a difference here in Chicago. Yes, you're doing a rebuild right now, but you need to direct this rebuild in the right way. I just don't think that they had it there in Chicago. I still don't think that they have it, and I think they need to outsource it. For me, this hire, it's safe, the safest one you can do, and you need to go out and be ballsy. What do you guys think about this hire? The thing
1: about Mark Jackson, from my time at the Warriors, I talked to everybody about him. He clashes with management a lot. It's his way or the highway. He's not somebody you want to bring on. If you're looking from synergy from top to bottom, he's gonna to just be that rock in the middle that's gonna make everything. He's gonna get things done, but it's
2: not gonna go smoothly. If you're farming off one of your better assistants and he has promise, I mean look at match go back to football, but Sean McVay was hot assistant and eventually you're gonna get the head coaching job, but it hasn't really done anything to me to inspire, rebuild, or even put them in the talks of like the Warriors and trying to get them into a championship contention. He's not the guy to me when they do this, I'm happy that he's gonna get paid more for the next two right. years, but I feel like they're gonna be looking for the next head coach after that before the Bulls or anything
0: serious. Granted, he's been coaching since 1987. He's one of the head assistants for Tom Izzo on that Michigan State staff. And had his first head coaching gig at the University of Utah. Got fired after four years, but did okay there and has been an assistant floating around the NBA for the majority of his career. He actually won three NBA championships as an assistant twice in the 90s, I think both with the Rockets. Yeah, two with with the Spurs. uh, Coach Popovich. Yeah, so he definitely has experience. Brago going to the Hornets from Pop's staff. You're starting to see these Spurs guys disperse and use Pop's knowledge and branch out. You're right. So we will see how this works out. Maybe they believe they have something. There already. I just don't see anything great happening with the Bulls. Haven't seen anything great happening with the Bulls. And I'm just waiting to see something great happen with the Bulls at some point. I'd like to see them bring on Becky Hammond to see what happens. I agree. I
2: think
1: the first team to jump on her they're going to do well the problem with female coaches in the NBA is it's more about respect than anything like you're dealing in a high testosterone environment if you're going to hire a woman you want somebody who's been there Mm -hmm. like it's bad enough guys like Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy guys who never played professionally and then trying to get it in trying to get respect from the players it's just not easy and it's going to be twice as if not like a hundred times as hard for a woman
2: if you're a head coach in the NBA you're going to have to command a room full of men you're coaching in a professional man's sport
0: level where you're in contention for a head coach gig in the nba you've clearly been through the ranks as one of the coaches so you've clearly learned how to command a room how to go about players the right way so i have confidence especially now in 2019 there's a little bit less testosterone i think floating around everyone's got to be careful everyone's got to be really soft in 2019 to be what's happening in the locker room stays in the locker room no i agree but i also disagree i think now it's just a little bit more about me talking about the players making personal comments, anything like that to the reporters. like You have to be very PC. Even if you don't like having a woman around and having her be the coach, how dare you say that? Good luck with the rest of your career if you were vocal about that you don't like your woman coach, and it's the first one that's taken over. Because everything's going
1: all analytical, you're getting a bunch of guys who who are heavily involved with the team never picked up a basketball in their life. I remember my boss with the Warriors Knew all the numbers like the back of his hand He's now with Detroit You could tell he's never played basketball in his life He was always the guy He was always the manager Stuff like that And one thing I always hear the players say a lot Is like yeah you see the numbers But once the game starts You just forget the numbers And play as hard as you can Right The numbers are good to know But they're not everything so they want somebody to lead them who's been in battle before and that's
0: coming from a guy who supports analytics here Max he gets it and he's not Corbin's usually the only one that talks numbers on the pod we got Max he's the only
2: one who understands the salary
0: (laughs) he's our salary expert yeah but we're missing him today we'll be having him next week we're going to move on to the next subject. NBA launched an investigation on the Cavaliers signing and near immediate release of Patrick McCaw. That. Yeah, they did close it and it was shown no evidence found. That was something to bring up. It was shown because they did sign him, released him right away, and now he is actually signed with the Raptors. He's going to do well.
1: That's why they're Amazing the signing.
0: And that's the bare minimum. They get him so cheap. And at this point, he could be that one piece that yeah, he, he, helps he, them run through the East. I'm not saying that that could be enough for he, them. No, he is all.
2: the singular piece to take down <laughs> the Warriors.
1: No, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> when I was with the Warriors, the I effect. heard that he was, one, <laughs> no, he was one of Jerry West's guys. said, yo, I like that guy, let's pick that guy. You know the last guy he did that with? A guy by the name of Kobe Bryant. Wow. He had, yeah. hadn't said that about anybody since... Well, I think he did Kareem guy, Rush, was who say. was like a good role player for the Lakers. Kareem Rush. Oh my God, oh my throwback. God. Brandon Rush. At 24, getting Kareem Rush... Yeah. In like, what was
0: that, like 03? I mean, that's not bad. There really wasn't anybody else. We're gonna move on to our next subject. Moses Malone, the 76ers, retired the number two Max we were talking about the other day. You said you didn't spend actually too much time with Philly. Let's just talk about Moses Malone, though, as a player. Hall of Fame, 13 time All-Star, 82-83 NBA champ, eight-time All-NBA, 96-97 ABA all-time team, and two-time all-defensive team, 1974-75 all rookie. Wow. Star-studded. Star-studded. the most important Started.
1: He's the first high school player ever to go direct. Directly to the NBA. Okay, yeah,
0: shit. Even though fucking way. There we away. go. I love that, Max. Add yeah. that on there. So, how many years did he spend officially with Philly? I know you pulled it up. Uh, Philly, five years, four in the prime and like one at the end. So he rounded off the career in Philly. It makes yeah, sense. San Antonio. And that's, now it is the late Moses Malone. So you know, rest, rest in peace. In peace. Yeah.
2: But that's interesting. What, what's the minimum amount of years that you can play with someone to get retired? I mean, yes, there, there is there's no. no, no, no
0: I I had this conversation with someone a few podcasts ago, and that just shows about how deep <laughs> history that your franchise has. You're Impact for, to the franchise. Not, Shaq's got
1: his number retired in Miami. Of, played three years. Of course,
0: though. but you have to. What that goes to my point, where with the Lakers and the Celtics, you consider the rafters full. You can consider so many stars up there and so many legends that have the jerseys retired up there. But then you have a team like Milwaukee or the Thunder, for example, which is going to segue us into our next topic that they have retired Nick Collison's jersey, That's who inspiring. spent his 15-year career with the Sonics and Thunder. This is the first player that the Thunder have retired. Oh, it's cool. So, yeah, it it is cool, but think about that. There is one player up in the rafters, and this is a guy that has averaged 5.9 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, and one assist throughout his career, and has won zero rings. Yes, loyalty. Are you going to put Udonis Haslam's jersey up in the heat? Yeah. Because they're not as rich of a history as the Lakers, the Celtics, some of these teams.
1: Loyalty is hard to come by these days. But
0: if someone stayed on the Lakers, who was just a role player, and put up five points... For 15 years, if you're he 30, wouldn't be the If the franchise the Raptors, wanted to retire it. their jersey, I think I think it's up Fisher to the franchise. I I agree. I agree with you as well. And that's coming from two guys who've witnessed this firsthand. I totally agree. 0.4.
1: That should have cemented That's another level. Oh, my Lord. That's
0: that's the level. We have have the office
1: on right now.
2: When Michael Scott retires after 10 years, what does he want? He wants a giant party for them. You have to reward the workhorses. Okay, you don't put them in the same light as Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. But if you put 15 years, even if it's on the bench,
0: that's just your employer. But we're talking about retiring a jersey, a number to where no one can wear it anymore. And yes... We're not going to use the Lakers as an example. We use the Milwaukee Bucks. You have a player that's on there that's averaging five points for a whole career. Doesn't win any rings. Doesn't make an all-star team once. You probably will get your jersey retired at a place like that. A place like Oklahoma City where they don't have anybody in the rafters. But if you're on the Celtics or the Lakers and that was your career, you're going to be respected around the town forever. You're never going to have to buy another drink because you've been on that team for 16 years. Al Addles and Tom Meshi.
1: Al Addles averaged 8.9 points per game in 711 games. With who? The Warriors.
0: Did he win a ring? Well, he won a ring. Club. Oh, there you go. So that's it. So that's why he's, that's Meshe, why he's in the rafters. No, six ring six years speak. with
1: the Warriors. 12 points per game, 8.5 rebounds. Did he Six win
0: Six seasons, no. And how many points per game? 12.9. Uh, that's another seven points than Nick Collison's play <laughs> five, so I'm just saying. Six B-
1: seasons, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure if
0: you look into it, he has a ring somewhere. That's the reason why, but... Hey, he's probably married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure about that. Let's check this out. <laughs> Wikipedia says my point is just depending on the franchise of course depending on how rich your history is and how many jerseys are up there in that rafters it really depends on the quality of player that you need to be it's going to move us into our Lakers discussion about the struggles without LeBron James, who's been out for a while with a groin injury.
1: You guys got duped by LeVar Ball. This what? is all in his master plan. This is LeBron all Ryan. his
0: master plan. Had yes. you selected De'Aaron
2: Fox, you would have been fine. No, here's the thing is Lonzo still will be better than Steph Curry. It's Lavar's plan. According to the four, Alonzo can cure cancer. Two ball brothers away from a championship. That's all I see. No, I just <laughs> I was at the game where Kuzma scored
0: 41. all was awful. I think Max was sleeping half the game because that was okay, the game I was, was on, on Twitter there was like in all fairness, four was, passes was? that Lonzo went off on. There was that tip pass that he just, made. Just make sure the Pelicans the, see it. Just yeah. in all
1: fairness, I was. They're not that interesting to watch. Once you've seen the best basketball in the world with the Warriors, everything just looks boring in comparison. LeBron is better than any player on the Warriors.
2: Boo.
0: So for LeBron being out, uh-huh. the Lakers are 21 and 24 right now. They're currently at the ninth seed, four and six in their last 10 games. Luke needs to walk into practice and be like,
2: step up or get traded and walk out. His job's on the line. All the young stars outside of Kuzma and Hart, even Kuzma and Hart should feel the pressure. Every single player outside of LeBron is on the trade block. Whether I'm saying it or Genie Buss is saying it, if you're playing like shit. Just D'Lo right now. No, no, not at all. Because Absolutely he not. took Mozgov with him. Absolutely not. Okay, that's fair. And right.
0: That's why. With LeBron James. James coming back. Is this a team now currently at the ninth seed? Where do you project them with a healthy LeBron for the rest of the year?
1: I think they could go anywhere from three to four all the way down to eight, depending on the rest of the roster. You don't see them bottoming out though and and missing the playoffs?
0: No, I
2: don't.
1: This is LeBron James we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. I may not like him, but I respect this game.
2: I think LeBron, no matter what, will will them to not be the eighth seed because that means they'll probably have to play the Warriors. I realistically, call it now, they're going to get the seventh seed and they're going to upset the Rockets in the first round. With how James Harden's playing? James Harden's playing well right now. At some point, what he's doing is going to fatigue him. To some degree, playing that hard is going to wear him out. The NBA playoffs is a marathon, especially when you consider how much season we have left to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he can't keep this up. James Harden needs the Rockets to step up around him, because if they play a Lakers team that is more fresh than him, they're going to roll right over him in a seven-game series. He needs his players
0: to come back and be healthy. I mean, he doesn't have anyone right now playing. He has to force up almost 60 points a game right now for them to even have a chance they lost an overtime game 148 to 145 I believe against the Nets and he put up 57 points I just get tired reading his stat line like that makes me exhausted just reading it watching the videos of the debatable travels and having everyone on Twitter go off if it's a third step or not I think it's the funniest thing in the world that's one of the reasons I don't think
1: James Harden can really be MVP granted it's amazing what he's doing but if he's doing all this work himself he's not elevating the players around you gotta remember this is basketball not tennis you can't do everything yourself you wanna play an individual sport go play golf go play tennis just like that clip we all saw with lebron what was it like months ago when he was talking to that team of kids this is not an individual sport and you're not lifting up other players if you're doing all that work by yourself
0: I think now with LeBron being out as long as he's been out, he's kind of put himself out of MVP consideration. I agree. I agree. That's kind of the same story for Steph Curry here. So it's really going to be between Giannis and James Harden, and you made a very good point that with the Bucks playing the way that they are and how Giannis obviously is playing, it looks like his award to win, but then James Harden's making a good case with obviously historic numbers. We can talk about it all day. At this point, I want to ask you guys who you think is a wild card outside of those two. I'm going to eliminate LeBron and Steph Curry due to injuries right now. But who do you think would be a wild card besides those two? I like that answer. I knew when they made that
1: trade that was the one piece that was going to push him over. Because yeah. you think about Toronto. Ever since Paul Pierce made that comment that they don't have that it guy... Six years ago, he makes this comment. It's like they don't have that it guy. And in all honesty, who's right? It's like you think about that it guy—is that guy who doesn't think, "Oh, how I can get around the wall? How can I get through the wall?" That Mamba mentality. Kemba Walker has it. Kyrie has Do it. Do you not think? Lillard. DeRozan Rosen has it? I just—I never saw it. Yeah. I never it's, saw. It's not it. the same. Vibe. It's, it's almo- not the same. He's almost there. It's not the same. Kobe has it. Dame Lillard has right. it. Right. To add to the Kawhi
2: they also got Danny Green, he's averaging ten point two points yeah. right now, and he plays solid defense, which goes with the whole. Kawhi Leonard, how we're going to beat the Warriors, and just playing really good defense, too. He
1: plays Spurs basketball, just like Kawhi. And Nurse, he's one of those guys that doesn't mess around. He started from the G League. We talked so much. I did, I was about to say. Me and
0: Christian talked so much. We had no idea who this guy was. And I remember one joke that Christian said that stuck with me. He's like, maybe if they hired Nick Doctor, this would be a different conversation. I just remember it sat with me so hard. And now this is (laughs) just... (laughs) <laughs> we were Dwayne Casey, yeah, you were, We were so wrong.
2: I just want to say that. I felt cool. Dwayne Casey got so raw in that. I was just he he did. talking all kinds of shit. He
0: did get gypped, and they're not doing 100% great in Detroit right now. I think you saw the game Oh, the yeah, other I day. saw that game, but that's more... And they're on the outskirts now of the Eastern <laughs> playoffs. We got one more talk that we're going to cover. We're going to do Mavericks trying to trade Dennis Smith Jr. And this isn't completely true yet. It's still up in the air because I just saw a report actually about an hour ago that I tweeted out from Shams saying that they are quote unquote trying to fix the relationship. It's been going well right now. It's been good communication between the two sides. So it looks like there's nothing that's completely happened. No trade request has officially been made. This could just be a little bit of noise right now. Because you were saying it, Max, when we were talking about it with Luka Doncic playing the way that he is. Of course, they're trying to build around him and find pieces that can play off of Luka Doncic. And maybe DSJ can't do it. But maybe he can. Right now, I want to ask you guys what you think it's going to take for a team to get Dennis Smith Jr. or what of course this side is going to ask to get a player yeah. like DSJ. Where is Dallas in the standings right now? Dallas is right on the outskirts. They're right about 10th I believe right now. And it's very close at the end.
1: you got to remember that Dennis cause... Smith Jr. needs the ball in his hands to be effective. Mm-hmm. They need a guy who can be effective without the ball. And that's why I'm thinking it's like you want to go a straight up trade? Go with Frank Tilakina. A guy who sucks with the ball in his hand is great off the ball. and Maybe a straight up trade like that. I think what it's Gonna yeah.
0: take some picks if they're gonna look to unload him at all.
2: It's not necessarily their relationship is bad. It's just all the numbers point that when Luca and Dennis are on the court together, they just do not play well. Right. Having Luca on the court and Dennis on the bench has been what is working for them. Yeah. And if you have a top talent like that who's not necessarily not playing well, he just doesn't fit. I like what you said. A straight up trade for Frank
0: Tilaquina. I'm glad I got his name right. I would need more than that in my opinion than just Frank Tilaquina. I but would need that why, in like no, a second round pick b- Because because I value. Dennis Smith Jr. higher than I value Tolkina. even though it's different players. Value them higher.
2: If you're gonna unload someone in their situation to get a player who fits better, I think goes away from what they need. I just think they need raw picks and they hit the drawing board again. Got a guy centerpiece, which
1: is good, right? Yeah, now.
2: they have Luca, but with Dennis, you could get a, a top 10, 10 to fifteen pick. You can draft a guy who better fits your system where you believe well, better you know, fits Max's next week. What Max's point Luka.
0: when he asked where they were in the standings? They're about tenth, and they're actually within yeah. striking range so of effort. the eighth seed. If they do make a trade, it's gonna be a person. That's gonna help them win right now. It'd be pointless to trade a piece like DSJ, who could be valuable at some point, or could gel at some point, or you could liquefy him at some point. If you are gonna turn it around right now, it's not gonna be for a pick to make you in a position it's to tank be for this year. It's gonna be for someone to try and go for that eight seed. And I also saw reports or two that Harrison Barnes was I heard about a few that different too. teams had interest in him, and the they Sacramento were talking about some trains. It's gonna be interesting to see who moves, but I think we all have a feeling now that Mark Cuban's wheeling and dealing, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. the Mavericks are going to make a deal. I'm not sure who it's going to be with I've heard reports that a DSJ trade Is around the corner and the ones I've seen today Said that it looks like they're talking, making up and everything's Fine. I can't tell you that DSJ is going To be traded but I can tell you I think that someone On the Mavs is.
1: I think it really says To Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a guy and a guy Who literally won't tank. He'd rather make The playoffs or just miss the playoffs Sell some tickets Sell some tickets and then tank. I mean last year He got Doncic and now he has a centerpiece And he'll probably find his, as he normally does His electrons place around his new nucleus. Well, Don, I love the science class. Yeah, I know. They're They're There's, There's two there. electrons in the first yes. ring and four in yeah. the second. No, but he'll get his guys to sort of build around Doncic. Nowitzki's going to retire at the end of this year. Thank next. God. You know, I feel
0: so bad watching Nowitzki play. I, I respect him so much and what he's done with the Mavericks in his career. He's amazing, but he's so washed up right now. Oh, I know. It's I know. people were cheering for him to make like one basket on the farewell tour wherever he was. I forgot what was Boston. Oh, so sad. Just watching him miss the last mm-hmm. five six. But shots. as a mentor, players come. I totally get it but watching him actually play, it's just Vince Carter can still get up. Just he's still dunking. He's still doing for... his thing. Like Vince Carter, I still feel like he can contribute on the Hawks right now. But Dirk, I'm just like, ah oh, man, he's just sit there for down, He's man.
2: there for Luca. I hope he hangs up the basketball shoes next year and just goes riding. The oh, country. and he
1: still—they have DeAndre Jordan. I forgot about that. Very They're solid. The, who's
2: been shooting
0: free throws much better this year? Why can this have happened? Half this a decade is a ago? solid team, a team that can actually yeah, make got... a run. And you got West Matthews. You got Harrison Barnes. You got other veteran pieces there along with the young pieces that they have. No, and they got a lot of expiring contracts, too. Right. There's
1: so much money and nothing to spend it on. Does everybody stay? In all honesty, yeah, that really does. You gotta pay the wrong players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Money's is everything in the NBA. Hey, Mozgov. <laughs> that, that's all we got for you guys today for episode 41 of NBA Unwrap. This is Perry Assen joined by Max and Christian. Thank you guys so much for talking NBA with me today. Loved it, guys, as always. Want to remind you guys to listen to us on podcast.com or the Apple Podcast app, Pulse Podcast Network. Check them out on Pulse Podcast Network online, or you can check them on the App Store, Apple App Store. Go check them out and go check out unwrapsports.com. Finally, guys, so Woo! excited. Cannot even talk about how excited. Dad, straight up, his website team helped us out for his marketing firm. Wanted to shout at them out. If you write articles, if you want to get your name out there, come contribute to us. Hit me up, send me some articles. Mike put one up, Christian put one up, Corbin put one up. We have other people sending them in right now. So excited, and the website looks absolutely beautiful. So I need you guys to go check that out, and of course, keep going at it on Twitter for us at NBA Unwrap. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. Follow Christian on Twitter at McGowan75, and Max on Twitter at Party Max. Party is. With an eye. Thank you so much again, Max, for joining us. Like I said, he moved here from the East Coast living with your boy now, so he's gonna be on a lot more yeah It feels
2: good to have someone, not that Perry and I aren't accredited in basketball, but someone that has like an actual resume in the sport. So I'm very happy to have I you know. On. Yeah, I, don't I mean, of it.
0: course, working for the Warriors, he has a we ring. We have, have rings. He won't shut up about it on future podcasts. And when we start videotaping, I'm sure he'll be flashing it all the time. But yes, Max is a guy with extensive basketball background, and we're so happy to have him here. Of course, part of the unwrap family by association coming and moving in and i love it he moved into the unwrap headquarters (laughs) and he brought a beautiful blue mic that we're recording on today so again thank you max for that too thank you guys again for listening to episode 41 of nba unwrapped and we're going to catch you guys next time
2: have a good night